Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day, as we say here. Uh, Maybe everywhere, I don't know, but being Wednesday, it's the middle of the week, and we're getting closer to Friday. For those of you who work Monday through Friday, it's great. Um, Anyway, this is Janet. I'm the Higher South Voice, and this is my radio show. And I welcome everyone, both current listeners and future listeners, to the show. I do have a number for people to call in. I rarely use it because I have so much to blab about that (laughs) I just don't think of of giving the number out. It all stemmed from the beginning when nobody knew who I was. I didn't have any listeners, and I figured very few people would call in because nobody knew I was here. And so I always make sure I had a show that I could do all on my own without a caller. Now, I do have listeners. I do have people that could call in and might call in, would like to call in, et cetera, et cetera. So let me give you that number, 646-668-8565. Understand that I have more than enough information always, but I welcome the callers if you guys have any questions, uh, anything like that. So. Anyway, last week I did In His Own Words and I brought you Marius, the fifth dimensional, the one carrying the dual soul nature that played out the role of Jesus here on this planet, playing out, uh, bringing the infusion of the, the concept of higher heart consciousness to the planet. And I talked about I actually didn't, I had originally planned to do the very first time that Joan reflected him, then, but the second time he came in, when he talked about the awakening and all of that, I decided, because it was so relevant to the election, I decided to use that one as the beginning show. If you haven't heard it, I recommend that you listen to it. It, it's, It's a good show, and it does explain a lot of stuff from the higher self perspective. And I'm going to continue in a way today, even though I'm going to be doing the very first time that Marius came in and introduced himself to the group and through Joan, Joan's reflection, Joan Culpepper. And so that's what I'm going to be doing today. Now, before I begin with that, I do want to give you a little bit of feedback. I got some feedback from Robin. She's so great. She listens to the show, you know, whenever she can. And, and she does send me emails and tells me how she thinks, how it affected her, what, you know, questions or whatever she might have about the information. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate anybody who gives me feedback. And even if you don't, I still appreciate you guys. Okay. But anyway, here's a feedback from Robin. I thought it'd be interesting for all of you to hear it. She said, thank you for an interesting and helpful show today. I want to share a couple of thoughts insights that I had before I forget them. In keeping with your example of the person with a self-sacrificing pattern, thinking that neutralizing the pattern will result in becoming selfish and not serving others, 
I see, now this is Robin talking, saying, I see that part of my own resistance to neutralizing my fear, anger, and thoughts about the election is the fear that the result will be apathetic acceptance, inaction, despair, and backwards motion about what has and is occurring. So she had the fear that she actually had that fear. She neutralizes her perspective that she was going to go to the opposite polarity. So she really got it. So let me read you the rest. She said, the exercise today helped me clarify that the lower heart consciousness needs to come out in the open to be healed and transformed into the higher heart consciousness. Our work as fifth dimensionals is extremely important at this time to help in this process. We should not get stuck and build a house at this level. I use the building a house on the level uh, analogy in that show, and I have before, and she got that also. But that neutralizing our own negative beliefs, emotions, and habit patterns will create the space for the ever-expanding truth to further the emission of the evolutionary thrust that is occurring around the planet. I know I feel, after today's exercise, a lot less fearful and more loving and understanding towards people who did not vote the way I did in the election. Not sure, but hopefully I'm on the right track. And she absolutely is on the right track, and I couldn't have said it more perfectly. Um, And I'm really happy that Robin, and I'm sure many of you out there, did get it, and also um, she expressed it so well. And hopefully... Sometimes when somebody else expresses something, we can hear it or see it or perceive it in a different way. So I always like to have someone else come in and talk about it. Other than me, I have my own way of explaining things, but there are a lot different ways. And so thank you. Thank you, Robin. She does go on to say a little bit more, which I wanted to read to you. She says, I just want to emphasize how incorrect it is to assume that neutralizing a negative pattern will result in manifesting the polar opposite. With proper understanding and open-mindedness, I think the goal is to understand a higher level of truth and consequent action behavior that will better serve us and others. I'm thinking, so I agree with you, Robin. This is important. Uh, She says, I'm thinking of how this applies to my alcohol addiction pattern. Now, those of you who've listened to the show for a while know Robin. She's been very open about her alcohol addiction, and I've worked a healing on it, I think, more than once. And so I'm not betraying any kind of trust by by letting you guys hear her words about this. She said, some people with this pattern flip to the other extreme and choose abstinence only. But does this really heal the pattern? Perhaps it does for some. Um, and, And I'm saying, this is me, it is a viewpoint that's out there that the only way to cope with such a problem such as alcohol is to go to complete abstinence. And I would never, ever say this is not a good option. I would never, ever advocate something else to someone who's struggling with an addiction. Uh, But Robin goes on to say that there could be something very enlightening about an addiction. She owns her problem as one that she chose at a soul level and is actively using it to expand. So let me read you those words of hers. She says, for me, the issue is healing the underlying beliefs emotions, knee-jerk reactions, and even the potential genetic predispositions, past, present, and future, that limit me and prevent me from having true freedom and choice to think, feel, and act in ways that best serve my growth and evolution. Every so-called problem situation I have with alcohol helps me to see where I'm still stuck and what still needs to be neutralized and healed. 
And all I can say, this is Janet now, is I'm impressed. Robin is using the awakening energy that all of us are experiencing to move forward, to make progress, to find balance and healing. So this is great, and I'm very, very excited for Robin, and hopefully some of the others of you are doing the same thing. Uh, If not, I I encourage you to take a look at what goes on, whether it's addiction or anything else, and understand it isn't, um, if you've brought it in, there's stuff at the soul level that needs to be healed, and use it as an opportunity. Use it as a window to what is going on underneath, which is exactly what Robin is doing. Now, um, the the other thing I did mention at one point in my show, I don't know, you know, that show was long, it was really intense, and I don't know if anybody even got to the end, but at some point in the end, I did mention that I was going to, in 2017, I'd had the thought of not doing my radio show for a number of months so that I could open up time for myself to write my third book. I have a lot of new things going on in 2017, and you'll be hearing about them over in December uh, and over over time. Uh, and one of the things was that I wanted to make more time for myself because I do spend a lot of time doing each show. And then, as I was talking about the schism that's gone on around the planet because of all of us, not all, but many, many, many digging in their heels and not feeling comfortable with the increase of the evolutionary thrust and wanting to kind of slow down. It's very difficult to acclimate and absorb and move with this progressive energy. So all around the planet, we have people digging their heels. They either don't want it to progress any further or they literally even want it to go backward. And of course, we do not go backward, but this digging in of the heel kind of energy has created this schism. And I talked about it And uh, not the first one that I was aware of, because if one happened in the late 80s, the early 90s, I I don't remember exactly, and Joan used to talk about it. And then I was discussing on the radio what I noticed about it, how many of us that were in her group and Joan herself, everybody, we kind of walked off the path in some way. Sometimes it was uh, only partially walking off the path. Sometimes it was completely walking off the path. Many people came back to the path, which which was, you know, me. I uh, I was doing my art. I was having art shows. I was, you know, really moving forward and expanding with my catalytic art. And I stopped it completely, thinking, oh, I need to go earn money. The, the art is not bringing me in enough or enough consistently. So I would, <laughs> I just walked away. And healers walked away. I mean, everybody had some sort of, we didn't see it at the time, but the higher self, when I was getting this information about the schism we're in now, it is not as quite intense, as, believe it or not, as the one that we had before, but it's still pretty intense. And I did work on it um, in the healing uh, that I did last week. But in any case, it occurred to me that my decision to go off the show might be a ripple effect from the schism. So as I'm talking about it, it occurs to me and I'm thinking, wait a minute, maybe I better rethink this. So What I did was I did rethink it, and I am going to continue my show, but it's going to be a little different. I am not going to be unfolding information because it is gathering and putting together the information that takes 
the inordinate amount of time. For example, for day, today, I have a 10-page document. It's like writing a major essay, you know, every show. Um, so I want you guys to understand that I'm not going to be doing information. I'm going to go back to doing just healing. Now, and I'm also going to only have the show for an hour. If there's no prep, you know, having a show for an hour, because I don't prep for the healings, uh, except for if somebody sends me an email and requests the healing, I will do that healing. Or maybe I'm out on a walk and the higher self say, well, you know, you really need to do a healing on X issue or Y issue. Uh, you know, I just jot it down on a piece of paper, but instead of have, having 10 pages, I have one with, you know, maybe if I get feedback from someone, I just copy and paste the feedback, talk about that a little bit, and then I do the healing. So the show will only be an hour, but it will continue to be from 10 to 11 every Wednesday. That specific t- standard time, it is whatever it will be for you guys, uh, wherever you're listening to the show. So I just wanted you to know that I've just decided I'm not going to discontinue the show. The the reason I was discontinuing it was to open up a lot of time for me, a lot more time. So instead of writing the show, I'm able to write the book. And I have a lot of other changes that I need to be working on too next year. So this way, though, I just literally sit down like 10 of the hour. I'm on the show for an hour and it doesn't eat up days of my time like the informational shows do. Uh, I've never in any way, shape or form resented or been bothered by taking the time to do the show. It's just the reality. I've loved been able, being able to unfold the fifth dimensional information for you all. And once I have it written out, it's not perfect. You know, I don't just turn it in for a grade. <laughs> so it, it's not perfect. It's, you know, in draft form. But I once written out, I also have it to utilize in the future book or uh, whatever I want to, however I want to use it, maybe for a talk that I might be giving somewhere. Uh, for a workshop. So that material is always usable uh, over and over again. It it helps me pull together my own thoughts. It helps me be more organized. I don't have any problem with it. It's just that this situation is shifting. There's some changes coming in, don't you know, for 2017 for me and probably for everyone and probably the last show of the year, I will talk about or do a healing on the past year and some sort of work to expand and bring in the best 2017 we can. Okay, so that's that. I want to say at the beginning of the show that, yes, I am continuing my show next year, but it is going to be for healing. So please, I'm pretty sure info at JanetRichmond.com is an email working. Please send me an email if you have any interest in the healing. This year I'm going to be doing healing suggested by the higher self, using the group energy to heal as much as we can, the, the, the difficulties, the polarities, the, uh, the whole situation we have going on, not only in this country, but around the globe. And so I will not be doing any individual healings the rest of this year. But next year, hey, the, that door is open, okay? So please please, again, email me, Janet at, no, info, info at JanetRichmond.com. I'm pretty sure we're sure that one's working. Okay. So this week, I'm going to be doing Marius in his own words. It's 
part two on the show, but it's the first time he came through to for Joan to reflect. And it's very interesting because he talks about the higher heart consciousness in you know concept, et cetera, et cetera. You'll see, I'm gonna tell you in his own words. But because Joan was Culpepper was the one that did the reflection of Marius and Paul, the Apostle Paul, and Peter, and Mary, Mother Mary, uh, and all of, and much of the information that I brought through, because hers is the foundation for what I use. I do add to it. I do get my own information, but it's the foundation. She's like the, the lattice work that I build on, and I do talk about her a lot. She's in both my books, but I don't go into it in any great detail, so I'm actually going to read you something that I wrote about her, and I'm I was researching because I have so many things. I've written about so many things. I'm not actually sure where this particular thing is. It may be in one of my books. I'm not sure. But anyway, many of you don't have the book or books, so I'm going to read this to you. Now, here we go. Okay. Joan Culpepper was born in the deep south of Tennessee, one of three children. She never felt as if she felt fit in, and more, even more, she felt like the black sheep of the family, like she was treated differently than her brother and sister. With that came a deep sense of isolation and separation that may have been part of what led her eventually to search for meaning. Joan's disillusionment with the teachings of her Southern Baptist Orthodox upbringing constantly pushed her to seek out other answers. Her innate desire to connect with things spiritual drew her to the aspects of the truth that carried goodness and hope. In her own words, I had outgrown the church at about age six when I began to question the hellfire and damnation aspects of the God I was taught. I was never able to put together the gentle soul of the man Jesus with the God who seemed unrelenting in his desire to punish. I learned early to repress my questions when told, quote, you will understand when you grow older, unquote. Though she had no exposure as a child to ideas outside of a traditional religious setting, in time, due to her great curiosity, she eventually moved toward different philosophies and viewpoints. In 1966, at the age of 31, Joan moved to the Los Angeles area, and it was there that she first had a sense of coming home and found people with whom she could truly communicate. She finally began to understand the psychic experiences she'd been undergoing for most of her life, but had never, had never talked about before now. She considered herself a conscious spiritual seeker and went from teacher to teacher, from thought to thought, from philosophy to philosophy, searching for the answers to her many questions about existence. She never stopped pursuing alternative ways of looking at the universe and our place in it and described herself in this discovery phase as a, quote, true metaphysical groupie, unquote. Her positive and negative spiritual experiences throughout her life gave her tremendous insights into herself and led her to ultimately come to the following conclusion. Quote, the moral, if there is one, would seem to be that a good conscious spiritual seeker never lets a good lesson or a bad experience go to waste. He does his best to find out how and why he ever got into it in the first place, what he learned from it, and how he can prevent it from happening to him again. But it was clear 
that her hard-earned philosophies came at a price. From her own point of view, she developed, quote, a hardcore skepticism over the years, which most people viewed as cynical. Extremely intelligent, having graduated from a high school fourth in her class, Joan made her living during her 20s and 30s as an executive administrator, first as a TV station, at a TV station, then in advertising for a radio station. However, once she started with the tarot cards, her abilities as a psychic grew to the point where she was able to make a living doing readings. And in relatively short time, she developed a reputation for her ability and had a large clientele, including Academy Award winners, best-selling authors, songwriters, businessmen, lawyers, doctors, and psychiatrists. She also conducted meditation groups, seminars, and was a speaker lecturer from time to time. However, it wasn't until the mid-70s that Joan began to bring in a very different kind of information that really opened up a whole new world. She would describe the source of her information as her higher self. Her definition of that term was simply that these were parts of her that were much more highly evolved. When she did readings, this part of her would communicate with her client's higher self, who would then let her know what was important for the client to know. Over the next 15 or more years, much information came in that covered topics ranging from soul evolution, how the universe works, the human kingdom heavens, and much, much more. In fact, the contact and the understanding of the higher self continued to expand and evolve greatly. The process of getting the information was not the channeling as often done by mediums, nor was it psychic visions. Joan was able to move her consciousness into a higher frequency of energy, where she could consciously pull in expanded and completely non-judgmental information. She would simply shut her eyes and without saying so much as an um, she would begin to talk totally conscious, speaking out the information as if reading it from a book. It was phenomenal to watch her and fascinating to hear. It was, it's very difficult to describe the totality of what she did, for she was so much more than a psychic and a channeler. Joan described the metaphysical side of her life in a, her own unique way. I am also a practicing psychic, but prefer to think of myself as a metaphilosopher who speaks earth language with a cosmic accent. This simply means that while all of my psychic energies are actually rooted in some higher cosmic arrangement, I use them in practical, pragmatic, down-to-earth terms. This is Janet. I love that. Anyway, Joan never courted publicity. She refused to publicize herself, although there were many opportunities. She believed that those who, who should work with who those she should work with would find her. She firmly believed that all religions, philosophies taught many great truths, though the interpretations could vary from one to another. She came to understand there are many roads to the place where souls found the answers they sought, and that she was but one of those roads. Joan understood and valued the fact that there are many ways to find the hope, solace, help, understanding, and inspiration needed for the human condition with each soul finding their own pathway. At some point in the mid-90s, Joan retired from her spiritual work and became a full-time grandmother to her daughter's twin girls. She died very young in 2006, well-loved and well-remembered. Those of us who use the information she gave have gained immeasurable value in our lives, value as our lives have improved on so many levels. Joan is now working on the other side to help us in 
in all her years of exploration and discovery and her vast storehouse of information accumulated throughout a lifetime of searching, Joan left a great legacy for all of us to benefit from. And it is this, quote, for each individual, there is only one teacher and one truth, and it lies within the soul of every seeker, not without, unquote. I'm sorry, but it brings tears to my eyes because she lived it. She was it. This is who she was at the beingness level, and she, she taught us well. That's all I can say. I'm sure you've heard me give you that message, not quite so eloquently, but I, I, I'm sorry. You can't help but get choked up on it. Okay. Joan, of course, was a very good friend, and she was an incredible human being. So her passing was sad for all of us, but she is, as I said, continuing to help us on the other side. Now, I'm going to share that first session she did with Marius, the fifth dimensional who played the role of Christ on the planet. She always started her groups with an amalgamation, and even though I did use it last week, I am going to include it this week as well. Um, the amalgamation brings us all to a place. She always did it at the start of all of her sessions. She wasn't a healer. She brought in information, but she always did the amalgamation at the start so that, that we would be able to receive the higher self words uh, at the at the highest level that we could. So <clears throat> please understand that this was new for us all. This Marius coming in was new for Joan herself. She didn't know ahead of time that he was going to be com- coming in. I do recall her saying, as she always did when something really different happened, she would say, oh, I'm so nervous. I felt like I was going to throw up or, you know, oh, I couldn't sleep last night or something. And she, But she, she didn't know. Um, I've also wanted to let you know I've done some light editing of the words, of the words, just very light because here and there they just weren't that clear. And I didn't know. I, I'm pretty sure, in fact, that somehow the the transcription was the was the issue. But I didn't. I mean, I'd have to go into storage and get the tape and listen to the whole tape to see if it was transcribed correctly or not. So I just did some light editing for you all. Um, and there is so, and also as I read it a couple, three times, I think I'm going to jump in and just make a little comment, but I'll let you know when it's my words coming in, uh, as opposed to Mario's. Okay. Now, Joan reflected Mario's for the first time, Mario's for the first time on January 21st, 1987. Remember, I'm going to be doing the amalgamation first, so I'm asking you all to, you know, hopefully you're, you're, you're comfortable. Okay, so let's quiet our minds. And in this state of quiet, let's, let's consciously focus our attention on the light within ourselves with the understanding that this light is a symbol to us of our pure soul essence. Let us remember in consciousness that this light symbolizes the highest, most purest, most perfect place of power within each individual soul and through and that through connecting to the symbol of light we connect also to the totality of all that exists now continue to focus your attention allowing that light to grow until you stand within the center of its power 
Now be conscious of the light. Be conscious of the fact that you are standing within the center. And now let us all, all thought project into the originating source of all energy. Amalgamate with all of our higher selves. And in this state of centeredness and amalgamation, I ask that each of us be open to receive from the highest level, to understand from the highest level, to articulate and manifest from the very highest level all that is needed and necessary for us at this point in time. Now let us spend a few moments in connecting to the symbolic healing circle within the center of the room. I ask that each of you be an active participant by consciously focusing your attention on that healing circle, by consciously focusing your attention on the individuals that you are aware of where healing and balance is needed. Place them in the healing circle. I further ask at this time that all souls within the totality of the human kingdom universe where healing is and balancing is needed, I ask that these souls come in, whether they be in body or whether they be disincarnate. Now let us focus through our conscious thought, the idea and concept of light and love, the power of the miraculous, the desire to be healed. Let us focus that energy into the center of the circle. Remember that you can become a vehicle of healing simply by focusing your conscious thoughts along the lines of bringing the healing energy to those known and unknown where healing is needed and necessary, those who require it and desire it. Now let us focus our conscious thought out into the astral, remembering that in the astral pattern there are many like yourselves who have laid aside the body and now work to bring in light, to bring light and love into those negative astral bands. And now let us consciously focus our thoughts of light and love out into the totality of all that exists on all levels, in all dimensions, with the understanding that what we consciously focus our thoughts towards receives that thought and utilizes that energy at some point in time when the soul desires to use that that energy. In this respect, all healing is done at the miraculous level instantaneously. For when these energies are focused toward those where healing is needed and necessary, that energy surrounds the individual and is taken in by the soul from the altered reality level to the degree the soul will have the energy. You do not see the demonstration of the instantaneous healing in this reality and this time, as it takes the soul in some time, in some instances, a long time to accept all of the energy and therefore to accept all of the healing. So let us continue to focus our consciousness, our thoughts on the idea of our centeredness in the true soul essence the idea of our amalgamation with the totality of our own higher selves, and remaining focused and centered and consciously aware. Allow yourself to open and reach toward the highest level possible in all of your dimension. Tonight, one comes forward using the designated name of an interplanetary called Marius, and he wishes you to understand that as a point of interest, You may all be interested in the concept that he carried when he was last in body form on this planet. For Marius, as an interplanetary, carried on this planet at that point in time the concept of the higher heart consciousness and is known by others on this planet as Jesus. Marius, he comes forward tonight not to lay claim to any power and glory, nor to draw from you awe and humility. 
he comes forward rather to correct some misperceptions that have played themselves out over the last 2,000 years, and which, because they were misunderstood, have created a tremendous burden for those of you in place at this point in time who must be part of the evolutionary movement of the infusion of the coming new age. He indicates that at the point in time he was on the planet, he carried on the planet, he carried just as you do a fourth dimensional body and a fourth dimensional facade soul mind. He would also remind you that at this time on the planet, because this planet carries a lesser degree intensified pure soul essence than the planetary brothers and sisters in this solar line, that many of the souls that were attracted to this planet at that point were attracted based on the vibration they carried as it matched the lesser vibration of the planet. It has been discussed in other group sessions so that you probably will remember if your memory is refreshed that the various evolutionary patterns are imprinted upon a planet in what could be viewed as an etheric pattern. And they are imprinted in those force fields of energy in a state of purity. However, the souls that are attracted to any to any planet at any point in time are attracted based on the frequency that the planet carries within its own vibration. So that souls incarnating upon this planet due to the lesser vibration of the planet were not souls that were capable of realizing and fulfilling the Atlantean and Egyptian concepts of of evolution at their highest, most purest form. And once an evolutionary age has been established, and the force fields of energy around the planet are played out based on the establishment of those concepts, the evolutionary concepts that follow are necessarily scrambled and brought in and understood by the souls at a much lower level. Please do not misunderstand and and think that the souls on this planet at any point in time are being put down in any way nor is the planet Earth being put down in any way. The planet Earth is a child of the solar system, and it was the last child in line. Therefore, it carries within it a lesser intensity of the frequency of the sun-moon elements that gave birth to it. As a result of this evolutionary scrambling and the misunderstanding of the souls who were playing it out, the evolutionary age that represented Christ's consciousness of the heart which was carried by me as Jesus, was also being presented at a level that was not in its highest, most purest form, as far as the understanding of that concept was concerned. It's also necessary to remind you that carrying the fourth dimensional body and the fourth dimensional facade soul mind, I too had the burden of attempting to reach into the higher levels of my own presence and to discern and understand the message that I was receiving. This is Janet now, breaking in just to say, we all know how difficult it is to pull in higher information. And it was much more difficult then even than it was it is today because we have the evolutionary thrust that has brought up the frequency around the universe to a much higher level. Also, please keep in mind that those of us who were in Jones' group back in 1987, we had already heard information that Marius is just simply touching on here uh, about the difficulties of the playing out of the Christed evolutionary concept. Marius has just summed it up for us very simply and briefly, but if anyone is confer- 
confused, please go back and listen to my prior shows on the evolutionary concepts. It'll give yourself, you'll give yourself context to understand better. Okay, back to Marius now. As a result of this, the evolutionary concept was not played out in the manner that it had been played out on other planetary vibrations. If it had, the end result of the Christ consciousness of the heart evolutionary concept would have established the androgynous lighted vibration of transformation by the interplanetaries in place with me at the time. It would also have led to the establishment of what the Orthodox scriptures refer to as one world, both heaven and earth, which would have allowed the souls upon the planet to live in unity, in harmony with peace and good will toward all life. This is Janet again, briefly. These are Marius's words explaining that he was to transform the physical body while living and to manifest the higher heart consciousness energy of love and acceptance. Again, this is explained in prior shows, but if the evolutionary concept had played out correctly, both he and many others that were other interplanetaries that were in place with him at the time would have all demonstrated this transformation. Okay, back to Marius. Sorry for the interruption, but somehow I thought it was important to clarify. Okay, because the idea and concept of what I'd come in to convey was misunderstood not only by souls who were receiving its message, but in many instances misunderstood by myself as well. It became, an ex- it became an exercise in futility to attempt to unscramble and to bring that message in at its very highest level. At the point in time the evolutionary concept ended, the establishment of what you view as the coming Aquarius age should have been established at that point so that the next 2,000 years could have been that period of progression which would have allowed the humanities to evolve and move and understand the necessity of taking the physical body into a higher frequency while the physical body was still alive and still in a state of being. The mythology has been built up around me through the misunderstanding of the people in place at the time this mission was established has created a further condition which is not assisted in the situation, but which has instead gone a long way toward keeping the planetary force fields of energy in a very negative mode, so that the concepts and ideas of my ministry and my mission, as they play themselves out within the planetary vibrations, are of a very low quality are and are a hindrance in areas that deal with getting this show on the road and then Joan breaks in and says I don't really know understand but that's the terminology she was getting I guess she couldn't relate with Mariah saying show on the road so she was a little confused anyway it was never intended that I become an idol to be worshipped and to take on a role of mastership nor was it ever intended that I be known throughout history as the only quote-unquote begotten son of God as a point of interest to you you may stretch your minds to understand that this concept, Christ consciousness, has been played out on many other planetary systems, not only by human facades in male bodies, but human facades in female bodies. So that at this point in time, it becomes necessary to bring into your consciousness the true idea of what that message was all about, that mission was all about, 
so that in bringing this into your consciousness, you can join with myself and with others that were specifically involved in this process in helping to alleviate the negative conditions in the force field that have been placed around the planet based on the thoughts that have been carried about me and my specific mission. The idea of being placed on a pedestal and worshipped in error as the only way, the only truth, the only light has created a pattern through which you've given over the idea the, the, that external forces have power and authority over you instead of the idea that you carry within and have the power within to be your own God. And focusing energy outward and looking towards another, myself as an example over this last 2,000 years, has greatly reduced the energy that should have been going into the idea that I carry, that of higher heart consciousness at its very highest level. In the concepts that play themselves out, in the idea of worship, in the idea of placing me above others, yourself included, creates a tremendous amount of negativity, which when the souls on this planet move through these force fields of energy, as every soul upon the planet does merely by the fact that the soul lives on the planet, that idea, the concept of otherness, outerness, externalness, as far as giving over responsibility is concerned, is perpetuated. We realize in many instances the information that is presented is difficult to deal with and to work with. It is recalled that earlier on, when when earlier smaller ideas and concepts were presented to Joan about the time of Jesus, it was difficult for her to understand fully and completely what this information implied or what it meant. So that we, meaning not only myself, but others who work in the concept of cleaning up the force field of the planet, we ask you at this point in time not to become agitated when we ask you to remove yourself from the practice of placing upon the pedestal. Each of you in other times have carried out various evolutionary concepts and have been cut short in your mission based on the mentality of the souls that were involved in the mission at that point in time. So that simply because a mission fails, does not mean that the souls who carry the concept of the mission have failed. In higher realms, as you know, we do not understand failure. For in your reality, even the mistakes that you think you made, you make are used on your behalf. Truly, there is no good or bad. So even though the mission was aborted and fell short of the mark, the second coming, in quotes, can now be carried out by those of you who will not only have to take up the slack of the higher heart consciousness concept and work at that level, but also to carry out the concept of creating the new heaven and earth, which is the planet in its purified reality in the next 2,000 year period. By becoming conscious of this, you can become conscious of the fact that your energy and your effort and your time can be best utilized by focusing on the force fields of energy where this planet is concerned. In these force fields of energy, you have thought-projected forms of the suffering, bleeding, martyred Jesus. In dwelling on that, take your consciousness into the idea of Marius. Do not focus on that name, but assist in the cleaning up the martyrdom, the misunderstanding, the suffering. You 
have to understand that also your orthodox institutions on a weekly basis contribute greatly to these four fields of energy, as do all souls who believe in that particular concept, so that it becomes important to build momentum in order to clear up the four fields of energy and leave a clean space for the souls upon the planet to move through so they do not take on the energy of the martyrdom, the death, the dying, the suffering. Just as you create your altered realities through your thoughts, the thoughts of the masses of the humanities create within the force fields of energy around the planet altered realities. So that, as we discussed last week, the importance of cleaning up your own thought form body and your own altered realities, it becomes imperative that the force fields of energy around the planet be worked in exactly the same manner. The force fields of energy as they deal with me specifically, because this, the higher heart consciousness aspect is the highest level attainable within the human community. Unless that is understood at its highest level, which cannot be, which it cannot be as long as the force fields of energy are playing out at the lower vibration. The humanities will stand in a state of retardation. Not that they cannot ultimately make that movement forward, but with your help and by understanding and addressing the force fields of energy, you have the ability to assist in accelerating without speaking a word, without going into the masses of the humanities, the acceleration of all souls on the planet. Additionally, you will recall that within the force fields of energy uh, of this planet, you have wars that are still being fought. Everything that has ever happened on this planet still processes in a very real way in the altered reality of this planet, the astral. And while the planet itself is moving forward and cannot be affected by the force field of energy, the souls upon the planet can be and are affected by them. So that in addressing the negatives as they pertain to the altered realities around the planet itself, you can greatly assist the movement of the overall pattern as it deals with the soul's progress and acceleration. A soul that lives on this planet carries its own altered reality. And within this altered reality is carried everything that this soul has emotionally experienced and imprinted up to this point in time that has not been addressed or has not been removed. When a soul lives on this planet or any other one, the altered realities feed off the force fields of energy. So within the altered reality of each soul, for example, a soul that is suffering carries within it that altered reality, which feeds off the altered reality placed in the astral by all the energy that's gone into the building of that altered reality as it pertains to me in its misunderstood form. This is true of any altered reality placed there, whether it be from the Atlantean concept of evolution to a small war that takes place among small nations. Everything that is experienced upon the planet by the soul infuses and creates this altered reality within the astral. Okay, this is Janet. I have done a slew of shows on the astral. Very important information for you to have the context to understand what exactly Marius is saying here. I encourage all of you to go back and listen to those shows on the astral. Right at this moment in time, I can't remember whether I did them this year or another year, but it is in, they're all archived and indexed, and there were a series of astral shows, and 
I'm thinking it was this year, but I really can't remember. It might have been last year. And I would listen to those, too. And you can skip over anything else. Just go right to that. Because this is so important that Marius is saying this force field around the energy are holding holding the souls upon the planet in a stuck place, making it very difficult for all souls to move forward. And the more we clean the astral, the more space, so to speak, that each soul can have to make that movement forward at an accelerated rate. So he's very much encouraging us to work with the astral. Okay. This is, I'm going back to Mars again. You carry within you the knowledge and the ability to work through consciousness in assisting and addressing the altered realities. Of great importance at this time is the clearing of the seals as it pertains to the misperceptions about me and what I am and what I am believed to be. This is of great importance because of the evolutionary thrust of the planet itself and the movement of the heart chakra energy that is needed and necessary for the humans to process, to attain, to reach, and to understand the quality of properly loving themselves, properly loving the collective, and properly loving the collective life at all levels. So that in addressing and making commit, making the commitment to work with the energies around the planet, you may choose any of the exercises that have been given at any point in time in order to address this particular force field of energy. It would be beneficial and helpful if you process this energy from the pure soul essence of the planet itself and from within your own pure soul essence when drawing upon your own ideas and concepts about how to best address these specific force fields of energy. We would like to encourage each of you to work with the idea of something that is specifically yours and that you have the ability to come up with your own idea and concepts about how some of these energies can be activated and how these force fields can be cleared. Over the years, we've presented many different kinds of exercises for many different kinds of reasons so that you may draw on any of those. However, it's important for each of you to understand that nothing is set in concrete. Each of you is an individual snowflake within your own right. It's time not only to become more consciously aware of this power that you carry, but to become more consciously aware of the fact that you have the ability to draw from your own higher presence level information and knowledge that will be beneficial in helping to clear these four fields of energy. What is important is that each of you begin to become more creative in the various areas of work that you perform, whether it be to sit and work with the planet's force field of energy, whether it be to work with another individual, whether it be to work in the astral, it matters not. What matters is that you all have within you all that you consciously believe and unconsciously know that originating source to be as an external. The smallest grain of sand to the highest level of creation carries the same totality. You are in a dimensional frame with a conscious mind, and you can consciously choose to direct that energy and begin to use that energy. Again, in closing, it becomes important to ask you or to remind you that we do not ask you to believe anything we have said. We would ask you, however, not to disbelieve and to stand in the center of neither believing or disbelieving and allow the purity that you are to demonstrate through its centeredness the truth as it states itself to you. It would be beneficial and very helpful if each of you committed to work as often as possible in a state of consciousness toward the purifying of these force fields of energy, 
toward the purifying of the altered realities of this planet, toward the clearing of the areas as it pertains to the higher heart consciousness aspect. In making that kind of dedication and that kind of commitment to consciously involve yourself at that level, you can greatly accelerate the soul growth of every individual soul upon the planet. Remember always that you carry within you in its purest, highest form all that originating source. All that you believe originating source to be. Okay. That ends the part on Marius. He really is focusing on wanting us to clear the four fields of energy related to the higher heart consciousness because this is so important. We, we basically have to clean up the misunderstandings from his time. We have a dual job here. So, and the higher heart consciousness energy is essential for souls to move to the place where they're proper loving themselves and all others. So therefore he really focuses on it understandably so because it is holding the souls upon the planet back in essence, creating, you know, drag for and making it difficult for the souls to move into the higher levels of understanding because the force fields around the planet are so pervasive and as he said, just by being on the planet we are walking through and empowering whatever we carry as individuals that, that match those four fields of energy. So if we carry suffering, we, we empower the suffering that we carry. If we carry martyrdom, if we carry death and dying, if we carry, whatever we carry is being enhanced by the four fields of energy. And what the, what Marius is saying is let's clear those four seals of energy so that when we walk around, all we have to deal with is our own little altered realities. They're not being constantly empowered and growing uh, the negative ones by the, the four fields of energy. So it is very important. And so uh, I will be working on that, but I have to, okay, okay, I have enough time. But um, the higher selves have also told me, as I've worked through this week, you know, wanted to address more about what's going on in the world, the globe, specifically uh, in this, uh, in, you know, I'm part of the U.S., so of course I'm addressing the, the election results, and even those around the planet uh, know about them because it was big news, and so today uh, the higher selves have encouraged me to talk about reaching across the aisle. Okay, that's really um, an additional topic. We will be working on both this and on what Maris has encouraged us to work on when I get to the healing. Now, if you recall from last week, uh, I did talk a lot about polarities, uh, specifically the higher heart consciousness as opposed to the lower heart consciousness. I discussed how the elements of the lower heart consciousness were being triggered by the higher heart consciousness energy. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to explain it all again, but they're loosening and uh, those lower heart consciousness elements that we all carry, so that the so that we can release them and process them properly, and that's always the hope. But what happens is what we've seen here, what we've seen in in our own political arena, but we've seen around the globe and many you know 
cultures and societies, both in politics and in other ways, we, we see that as these releases, as these things have been triggered off, um, instead of letting them go, because we just, most of us don't understand why or how or what's happening, but instead we're moving into holding on uh, onto these things that are being triggered off and released, and we build our house there. Okay, this is the analogy I used last week. So one of the biggest things that every soul carries, because we've experienced it in every life from many different directions, is that of fear. So a lot of what is released when the higher heart consciousness energy is triggering off and awakening, moving its light into the lower heart consciousness, a lot of what's being triggered is fear. And, of course, there are many other things. There's blame, there's hate, there's anger, there's shame. I mean, there's just so much. But fear is, is huge, okay? So what happens is people who have similar fears tend to come together and find solace and support when they feel they think others feel the same way. And because fear is so huge, it tends to be sort of the glue that binds a lot of people. They, you know, we all feel a community of sorts with people who are like-minded. So in fact, but in fact, there are many other different ideas, different concepts that these individuals that may be connected out of a fear or fears, they actually, if the individuals look deeper down, they would know that there are other things besides the fear that they actually disagree with others in the, the community that they feel is like-minded with them. I hope I'm being clear on that. Um, so because the fear is so big, it's a large factor that when we find common em- enemies, you know, it, it bonds us together We and we tend to gloss over the parts that we carry that don't agree with one another, okay? The other beliefs and perspective of individuals within that greater group. So, and both sides do this. All polarities do this. Whatever is the major focus, major focal point, which I'm talking about fear today because it is so overriding. I mean, in some Almost in every single healing I do, although it's not everyone, but fear comes up over and over again. We all have deep wells of fear, and the conglomerate well is gigantiola because there's so many different types of fear. So the it's such a powerful part of the lower heart consciousness that it's being triggered off for so many individuals on all sides, everyone. And so we tend to move into, you know, we find the commonalities. What's the biggest fears that we feel? And we move into the community of those fears and we find ourselves on the polarities, the opposites. And so today I want to focus on the reaching across the aisle. So what this means is that first in the healing, I'm going to work to neutralize as much much fear as I can for all individuals all souls and we're going to work on it in the astral too because it's huge in the astral as well so we need to work on all fears the individual fears and the astral fears and those elements of difference the 
within each of the polarities will then have will come more to the surface they seem unimportant when the fear is so huge but as the fear becomes less the the individuals within the group can start to see oh well I'm not so afraid now and look at I really don't agree with so-and-so on this or this other person on that and the 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 areas within the group that are different comes to fray and also it's easier to see that some of those differences actually agree with the other side and vice versa okay so this is the silver lining of this process that we're going now this awakening process The process is so hugely important because we do need to release and neutralize and move beyond the lower heart consciousness, heart consciousness elements that we carry at that at the soul level, no matter who we are. And by going through this process, and it's still ongoing, it's not about the end goal. It's about the process for each individual, and of course, individuals make up the groups. This process continues the awakening continues the per the movement of the light from the higher heart consciousness energy into the lower heart consciousness arena is triggering continuing to trigger this process is absolutely essential it is part of the evolutionary uh process it, we wouldn't have evolution without this kind of thing we need this process now the silver lining is as it continues and as it moves forward we're able more easily to reach across the aisle, find the areas of understanding commonality uh, between the two polarities and slowly in this way move into a center of balance. Now, how do we, how do we handle the process? I would suggest we step up to the plate as best we can with the understanding that every soul is important as every other and that every soul is on their own unique journey and even if that journey doesn't agree with ours it's valid and important to that soul I mean this is huge guys hard to accept when you see things that are vile or vicious or denigrating or um, scary or anything like that inhumane <laughs> whatever when we see things like that it's hard to hold on to the idea that that soul is as pure and perfect as every other soul and it's hard to hold on to the idea and understand that its journey is unique to it we could have had a similar journey a hundred years ago of lifetimes ago we don't know Every soul has misunderstandings and soul scrambles and great problems in the world. And, and I do talk about this in another show, so I don't, don't want to go on, on and on about it. But I do understand while it's really difficult to wrap our head around that. However, as fifth dimensionals carrying the dual soul nature, we're here to help accelerate the evolutionary process of the lower kingdoms. So I encourage that instead of attacking, blaming, holding on to our fear that the world is now going to hell, of course, there's no real hell, you understand. 
there's only the hell that's been created <laughs> through the thoughts of the humanities that lives in the astral. And there is a very real hell in the astral, just as a little aside. But in any case, let's work to bring in healing, balancing, understanding, and respect. I'm sure many of you are doing it in your own ways, in your own community, uh, supporting others who may be on the receiving end of um, discrimination or uh, anything else. Uh, I'm sure everybody is playing out the roles within the communities in their own way. And I encourage it and support it, of course. Uh, However, on the show, we have the benefit of the group energy. We have the show to utilize the energy to help. And as you heard Mariah, he says, each of us consciously need to address these energetic fields. They're very real. We can't see them, touch them, hear them, taste them, whatever. We, we live in a five senses world, so we tend to ignore what, we, what doesn't come right into the five senses. But you hear me and you hear others around the globe talking about the energetic world in so many different ways. It exists. It's powerful. And we have the choice to consciously deal with it. We have many techniques. I've shared with you dozens, if not hundreds of techniques over the years on the show and my books everywhere, my meetups, my, my video radio shows. I, I do, I share as much as I can everywhere because it is so important. That's where I'm going on the show. I want to work on these elements that keep us in those polar extremes, that keep us from reaching across the aisle, that keep us from trying to find the commonalities, to to finding uh, the understanding and the respect that we have simply because the person or individuals or group across the aisle believes differently than we are or do. They have their own reality, their own viewpoint, their own perspective, just as we do. So it is important that we do what we can to help neutralize those perspectives that are written in concrete and in stone, especially things like fear and that sort of thing that, that enhances and promotes those perspectives. And we want to encourage and enhance, as I said, the commonalities allowing us to be more understanding of one another, to reach across the aisle. And here's the hope. Here's the hope that, you know, we aren't the first country or group or community, however you want to call it, that has a leader at hand that isn't the best leader, perhaps, in the world, okay? We've seen many, many leaders for many different reasons over the history of the planet and in place now that are lacking in some way. So what I would suggest is that by continuing to work on the reaching across the aisle, that we actually role model and gain respect from the global community as to how we handle this polarity situation, this this situation of uh, opposing opposites, this situation of, you know, fear and hatred and anger and all that, let's work to gain the respect of our own fellow countrymen and people around the globe to role model that there is a way 
to improve this kind of thing. There is a way to to move into the center of balance. There's a way to have the higher heart consciousness energy expand and grow and help all of us. So with that, um, I'm going to move into the healing. Uh, We have already been amalgamated with, with Joan, but I am just going to ask that everyone take a deep breath and uh, try to quiet the mind as best as possible and to refocus on that beautiful symbolic light within, understanding that it represents the pure soul essence that each and every soul carries. And just as I'm getting into it, the higher self are just, it's instantaneous, the, um, the circumference of the symbolic wheel that's been set up, all the souls, the current, past, present, and future listeners are upon this thing, and all of us now are moving into the connection with the pure soul essence light, and it is moving through expansion into uh, encompassing the totality of who we are. It is moving to become, uh, we're all moving to become one, to uh, we're all connecting at the pure soul essence level, creating a huge beacon of light. I'm going to ask that we all focus on the true soul essence, that fifth dimensional part of ourselves. The, we become one with our higher selves and that we also become one with the originating source of all of all there is. And I'm asking and hoping that you understand that we work in cooperation with these divine energies. This focus of attention is the turn on switch. It's allowing us to become one with the energy and to make them allow them to be active in the free will kingdom. Uh, again, it cannot trespass, it cannot hurt, it cannot harm, it is uncorruptible. It only works in the highest ideal for all souls, and it only works when we invite it in, which we have done with this amalgamation. Okay. Now, I want to begin simply by working first on the individual's and then we move, we're going to move into the astral. So I want everyone to understand that the, this beautiful, incredibly brilliant divine light that we've activated, that we've become one with and created a giant beacon that moves through the human kingdom universe that is creating, uh, you know, like it's flame. Uh, it's like a flame for the moths because I see, again, legions of souls that come in to partake of the energy. But also we're going to be utilizing it first upon this planet that is going to be the first priority. And first, we're going to use it to neutralize the altered realities, the energy identities that each and every individual, uh, human individual on the planet carries. And I want us to send the light into our own and share it with uh, all the other souls around the planet, uh, not only those who are past, present, and future listeners, but the totality of all individual human souls around the planet. We want this light to move in through and around and to begin simply by neutralizing fear. I want to begin with fear because fear is holding us all stuck. It keeps uh, keeps us with blinders on. Uh, we operate out of fear and it doesn't allow us to expand into uh, higher levels of perception. And so we want to we want to neutralize fear on all levels. Now, um, if you 
because uh, Marius encouraged all of us to do it in our own way, I would like any and all of you to think about various types of fears. Don't wait for me to specify, you know, name any fears that you're aware of for yourself, for others, uh, any fears that bother you the most, you know. I want the fear to, to be neutralized. And I'm just seeing this incredible light moving in through and around symbolically fear. It's almost as if... Um, I'm seeing a conglomerate fear in, in the center of the circle, and it looks a little bit like this emoji that's supposed to be, I don't know, you know what I mean, poop or something. But it's really ugly looking, and it's really intense, and it's dense, and I want to simply have us all focus not only on our own um, etheric bodies, our own fears, but also the fears, the conglomerate fears that I'm seeing represented uh, right in front of me. I work better with symbols than just sort of imagining the energy to go around the whole planet. There is no soul too small, too hidden, too unimportant, too anything that this light doesn't find. And it's, it's attending to fears. I do see it moving into the animal kingdom as well. Um, so that is being addressed uh, I didn't think to address it myself, but the higher selves are indicating that, yes, might as well work on fears even before souls evolve into the human arena. So so we are working on fears. You can also place, um, you know, anybody in the circle that you are, you know, into the energy, you can consciously place anybody you want. The, in the beginning, Joan talks about the healing circle, and we used to use the healing circle on a regular basis. I have not used it that much uh, in my shows, but um, I developed a healing network of energy, utilizing that analogy because of the internet network. Um, but you can do whatever you want. The, 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 the It's just, and it's really working. I see this little symbol that I have. It's not even so little. Being, It's definitely moving smaller. And while we're working on that, we are certainly have enough energy here that we can move it into the force fields of energy, the astral, move it to dissolve the fears that are held within the astral. And I'm seeing a lot of suffering. We might as well work on that too because I'm seeing agony. I'm seeing suffering. I'm seeing martyrdom. I'm seeing despair. Oh, I just feel... I, I'm seeing cries it reminds me and i've seen this before because i think i've said this before the scream that that painting called the scream uh i i see that image of the scream and it's the suffering the, it, the suffering it feels violent it feels so uh huge and i want this light to be bring that in now while we're doing it let's activate the higher heart consciousness energy we want the higher heart consciousness energy to be triggered and part of it. And remember from last week, it's pink with the uh, flecks of silver and gold, and which gives birth to higher heart consciousness. It's the male and the female. Silver is the female. Gold is the male. It gives birth to the higher heart consciousness uh, element. So we want the 
that's energy re-triggering it or activating it from the conglomerate of the light, we're bringing out that aspect. Just like a prism, uh, just like light when it goes through a prism, you see that it's made up of all different colors. Well, divine energy is that divine light is made up of all different aspects. And so higher heart consciousness, divine uh, love is one of those aspects, and we are separating it or activating it separately. So it is also moving in in there and carrying because I see it's not only the scream of suffering, I'm seeing the martyrdom coming up. Um, I do want you to know that Marius is here. He is standing symbolically to my left. He is very actively participating and I do see others from the group. Uh, I see Paul, Joan is here um, and I see others from the group from that Marius's time. They're all adding their energies. And of course we have the astral workers working as well to direct the energies and bring them where they need to go. I do see martyrdom being being very heavily uh, dosed with the light and the energy. Uh, I would, I want all of these, anything that I pick up in the astral, I want you all to understand you want to also neutralize your own, the your elements that match that in your own thought form body and for all the humanities that we're working on. And immediately... <laughs> As I'm saying this, I see the platform in the center that I was seeing the fear on. I'm seeing the other elements. And so for me, it's the symbolic that, you know, I have the martyrdom there. I have the the uh, the suffering there. Uh, the fear, of course, is there. There's rage. There is uh, also a lot of misunderstanding. The next thing that's coming up, and I guess we're working simultaneously on the individuals and the astral. The next thing that's coming up is the externalness looking outward for the God, for the answer, for the saving, for the uh, whatever it is, the external focus. And that one is a little more, it, it's a little more difficult to come up with a symbol for. So I'm just seeing the word externalizing uh, sitting on the platform. Whatever you think of, you can use your own symbols. I, I share mine, but it isn't the symbol that is important. It's actually what the energy represents behind it. So I'm very clear to say what it represents for me. If you have a different symbol for that same thing, use a different symbol. It doesn't matter what the symbol is. It's what matters is that we are working on whatever the symbol represents. So we're sending light into the external quality, the idea of worship, the idea that somebody else is your God, the idea that somebody else or, or something else is going to save you, um, the idea of waiting, the idea of uh, putting the responsibility into somebody else's hands, taking away your own, uh, being your own directing identity, your own authority, your own um your own power, your own beingness. It puts us in that waiting place. It puts us in that helpless place. And it is really uh, creates a very big, very big difficulties for all of us to move forward. It's part of the reason we dig in our heels. It's part of the reason that we, uh, you know, part of what the astral is feeding us because We've all been on this planet where for 2,000 years that's been taught that way and it continues to be taught. So we want to make sure the energies get to the various uh, institutions around the globe, whether they're um, Christian institutions or any other kind of institutions that 
uh, teach that the that the God is the one in charge, the God is the one that's directing our lives. At the human level, this is not the case. We live in a free will kingdom, and that God can't do anything that we don't okay and want for ourselves, that we don't direct and agree to. So we are the directing identity. At the mineral plant and animal level, the pure soul essence, they are an instinctive will, and the pure soul essence um, is connected to the originating source, and that directs the evolutionary process, but not at the human level. It is very different for us, and we have to move to the place where we understand that, and we are moving there. And so we want to uh, more and more understand that responsibility, true self-responsibility, is turning within. And just as Joan said in her quote, and I want to find it and read it again, because it's so powerful. For each individual, there is only one teacher and one truth, and it lies within the soul of every seeker, not without. And so that's where we want to go. We want everyone to understand that and to respect it for everyone else because it's true for everyone, not just people who feel the way we do or feel or believe what we believe. It's true for everyone. So we want to really get to neutralize this external quality, this this looking without situation that we've all been taught. And we learn it from the moment we're born in the, this human kingdom because our parents are 100% responsible for us. But it is part of the journey of growing up to find that we can be independent and that we are independent. And it's part of the journey as a soul to understand and that we are our own directing identity, directing identity, and that we are the active participants and that we can direct our lives and need to direct our lives. And so uh, it's, a, it's a process, guys. It's a process. Okay, we also want to send the light into the astral and into the etheric bodies that we carry, even if you've grown up in this life um, as a Buddhist or a Hindu or um, someone who didn't believe in God at all or someone who uh, is Muslim or uh, doesn't follow the teachings of whatever religion. You've, we've all been exposed to it through movies, TVs, books, people that we know. We've lived on this planet before. Who knows what we believe back then? I want everyone, therefore, to, and certainly in other lives with different in different situations and different people, but we want to neutralize both within and in the astral the idea of worshiping an idol, whether it's Christ, whether it's Allah, whether it's Buddha, whether it's any any one of the the idols that uh, exist on the planet that known and unknown and other planets, other situations, other societies, other scenarios. I mean, we've all been in tribal societies where we worshipped animals or totems or um, multiple gods. So I want everyone to please understand that we carry this idea of worshipping an idol. Uh, very big in the astral. It's very big in our own energetic field. Let's send the light into that and bring balance and um uh, my symbol on the platform is, you know, I've taken it from a movie. I've probably seen way too many movies and watched way too much TV. But in any case, it's the the golden calf symbol. I think somewhere in 
the journey of Moses, they, you know, the people rebelled and they got a golden calf or whatever. I'm, I, I don't remember the story. I'm sorry to be so ignorant. But in any case, that's a symbol that's coming on to the, the platform that we're sending light to the symbol, light to dissolve the idea that there's, we need to worship. And I believe last week, um, Mario said, the only thing you'll get from kneeling down is sore knees, which I thought was very, um, you know, very interesting and silly in a way, but, 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 uh, you know, said what needed to be said. So I am watching the light moving there, the understanding that we're our own God, so to speak, in quotes. There is no other God, no other truth than the one we carry within. And so each individual, we're our own God, our own truth, and uh, we have that pure soul essence that connects us with all there is 24-7. We have all that we need to develop and move and grow and expand and evolve into higher and higher levels of understanding and uh, reaching across the aisle. Which brings me to the next symbol. On the next symbol is I'm seeing uh, it's like two groups on the opposite side of a chasm. Uh, so the aisle, so to speak, would be reaching across the chasm. And right now, nobody in these this, these two sides, they're just looking at the other sides and they don't see any bridges. They don't see anything across the chasm. No way that anyone is going to reach over. So it looks like an impossibility. So the first thing we want to work on is we want to work on the the belief that it's impossible, that we can't reach across, that we can't bridge the chasm, that there's no way that we could possibly work with the people on the other side. Just all of these beliefs that, you know, someone who is uh, prejudiced or someone who is uh, full of hate, someone who is this, that, or the other, that we feel, oh, we could never work with someone like that. So there's all of these beliefs and disbeliefs that make this chasm so wide. No wonder we feel we can't work with somebody on the other side. So I want the light and the energy to go into all these beliefs and disbeliefs, all the fears, all the um, the ideas that the other side is bad, the other side is uh, going to hurt us in some way, whatever the beliefs are that might come up. And I want, I'm just seeing now the energies penetrating and permeating. I also want to send energy into the chasm itself because the chasm itself is a creation of the two groups, in fact. The two groups have, through their own belief systems, have created the chasm. And so we want the light to move into the chasm itself to neutralize the emotional uh, aspects, the habit imprints, the thought forms, the... the um, the ideas that gave birth to the chasm, that there's just no way that I can't deal with someone across. Remember that when someone is across the chasm or a group is across the chasm, there is no conversation going on. There's very little understanding. There's very little respect. There's no grasp of the totality or the bigger picture of that individual. We're only seeing each other at the most simplistic and superficial of ways. And it doesn't mean that those those viewpoints aren't significant. I'm sure they are. However, it is always more complicated than that. 
And you all know from the many, many healings that I've done that when I worked on the terrorists in France and the, the victims in the French uh, terror attacks, uh, I think it was last year, I worked on both sides. And some fascinating stuff came up when I worked on the terrorists. When I work on often on people who have been victimized in some way, often I end up working on the victimizer too, who comes in with a tremendous soul scramble and tremendous pain for the most part, or many times. So when you look deeper, when you have communication, when you can get to know the other side, you see it isn't as simple as black and white, that it's much more complicated. But the black and white approach creates this chasm. And so we want to send in and neutralize as much of the black and white approaches. And I'm seeing the chasm beginning to fill. It's really interesting. There's, it's, it's as if we're building a... Ground. So if you think like two cliffs that go down and there's this big chasm and then way down there's a floor, right, where the chasm comes and hits the bottom. As we're sending in light and neutralizing whatever it is that built the chasm, known and unknown, and it's going into both the astral and to each and every individual, it's as if more land is being laid down. So the chasm is getting less deep. It's still there, but it's getting less deep, and it doesn't look quite so overwhelming. Now, the, uh, what I want to do now is I, don't, I not only want to make it less deep, I want to have bridges begin to come across. I want to have uh, the two groups to be able to see that there are ways to communicate. There are ways to uh, discuss, to respect, to discover more about each other, to reach out across the aisle, to see those areas of commonality. And as I'm speaking, I'm seeing all along the cliffside just energies moving to connect. It's just energy now, but it's a first step, energy to connect the two groups. It hasn't created yet solid bridges. But it's energetically we're creating the, um, the pathways to more communication, more understanding, more attempts to respect, more attempts to find commonality, more attempts to work with one another, to reach across the aisle and work with those things that we find we do agree with. In the beginning, it's going to be very difficult, very hard, very few. But the more we do, the more we're going to discover about each other. Um, the more we're going to discover those commonalities. So the more we release and work on the fears, the more we're going to be willing to reach across the aisle. Oh. Okay, I'm just checking all the symbols, seeing how they're going, and they're all dissolving quite well. They aren't gone completely, but the higher selves are indicating that they are really working really well. And uh, Marius is indicating that he wants me to um, have each of you really focus on your heart center. He is going to facilitate for all of us the activation within each individual of that higher heart consciousness. He did it for me um, this week, as I've been walking a lot, I've been pulling in a lot of information, uh, both 
Marias and Joan have come in often to help me and to direct me uh, for the show and for myself. And one of the things he he did, and it was very, very helpful, was that he helped me really focus on that heart center. And right now he is um, directing uh, energy toward the helping to awaken the, all of us at that heart center region. I'm actually experiencing some pain that's coming up. I don't know what's happening for the rest of you, um, but I'm experiencing some pain that's coming up from the heart center, and I'm asking all of us to let it go into the light. This is pain. This is probably suffering, hurt, uh, grief, sorrow, um, all this kind of thing, the losses and the lacks and all of this kind of thing that does affect us at the heart level, the lack of self-love, the lack of love of others, this is happening for all of the individuals. I, I am seeing now that he is um, utilizing the group energy to make it happen for all of the, the those on the planet as well. So he's not only helping us, but he's uh, we're all helping him, so to speak, as a group to do it around the globe. Now, okay, sorry. He's indicating that. I forgot to work within the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. And so now he's projecting us all into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. And he is activating this higher heart consciousness energy here as well. The whole image shifted for me. I now see this real um, connection energetically with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. And he's, uh, um, Marias is, and up with all of us, he is activating the higher heart consciousness within the pure soul essence of the planet Earth as well. And it, this is connecting all of us at the heart chakra level and the heart chakra with the originating source of all, all there is. This is very cool seeming. It is absolutely brilliant light. It's helping to bring all of us, both consciously and those that aren't consciously aware, into the connection of the higher heart consciousness. The more that we can consciously connect, consciously understand, consciously perceive, and consciously share the higher heart consciousness energy, the better it is for all of the humanities, for ourselves and all of the humanities. For this higher heart consciousness energy carries that proper self-love, the proper self-acceptance, the proper self-value, and uh, and also for others. So it is a absolutely key. It also is going into the higher, you know, Marius is reminding me, he's also having us bring it into the force fields of energy, uh, the astral all around the planet, um, and the astral workers are receiving it as well, and they are utilizing it within the astral to um, create as much of this higher heart consciousness energy field within the astral to facilitate for every all of the the individuals on the planet to connect with and be empowered by that energy it also is used to uh neutralize and to dissolve the energies that are uh that don't match it so it is you know whatever the lower heart consciousness energies are and there are it's humongous in the astral so it is very powerful uh, work that we're doing today, we are absolutely, I don't know about you, but I have 
all the pain that I was feeling, the heart has now dissipated. Uh, I am continuing to release. It's not as noticeable what it is, but I'm sure all of us are releasing lower heart consciousness, consciousness elements that we have, are carrying at that energetic baggage and garbage level. Um, so we want to just continue to release the known and unknown uh, energies of the lower heart consciousness. Now, I am seeing the higher heart consciousness that has been triggered in our heart chakra is moving to the other chakras and it's facilitating releases of lower heart consciousness elements that we hold in various different areas, uh, a chakra regions, um, the connection with the originating source uh, chakras through the rainbow bridge energy is definitely in place. It's helping all of us facilitate, accelerate, and be really efficient at this releasing process. As I've said, it is really important for all of us to do as much work on ourselves because we are pioneers. We are here to accelerate and help the humanities. We have two ages to uh, work with. We have to bring in the higher heart consciousness, uh, to the highest level uh, that it was not, you know, to the purity that was not manifested 2,000 years ago. We also will be demonstrating the transformation of the physical body, and we also will be facilitating bringing in the heaven on earth where we, where all souls accept other souls and respect others, even though we may not believe the same things. So we have a big job on the planet, and so... It is important that we do the work, that we commit consciously to doing the work. And again, uh, Mario said, you utilize whatever exercises or whatever energies, whatever uh, approaches that you feel to use. Each individual is a snowflake. There isn't one right way. Once you're amalgamated with those divine energies, there is no hurt or harm. You can't do it wrong. If you go to heal in a certain way and it isn't correct, it'll happen in another way because the intention, the amalgamation, the permission for the higher energies, the divine energies is there. So even if in the conscious mind you're thinking, oh, well, I'm going to heal the knee and it's the elbow that needs healing, it is the knee that will receive the healing. And uh, I have experienced that firsthand um, myself and I've shared that before with you all. So anyway, with that, the healing is winding down. The Marius is uh, appreciating the help. He will be returning. He is indicating he'll be returning throughout the year while we do work, continue to work on these issues. I will continue to bring to you um, information from the Christ Consciousness group uh, next week. I will be bringing in Paul. Um, I don't know yet. I know I'm bringing in Paul. I know I have three other Marius since um, three other Marius times where he came forward. I have nine Paul times and I have one Peter and one Mary. I have to read through all of them to see because I don't have enough time till the end of the year is up to do them all. Some of them are really will stand out based on what's happening right now. And those are the ones that I'll bring forward. So I know I'm going to be bringing forward uh, Paul next week. Uh, Paul's is a little different. It's more of a conversation between Joan and Paul. Because Joan had her own journey uh, personally with Paul. So some of that comes out. It's really a interesting um, 
very interesting and uh, fun in a way um, time or session. And after that, I'm not sure. The, the following week, after next week, I will be traveling that day. If I can do a pre-tape show, I am going to try because I don't have that many more weeks. But unfortunately, it was the, the, the one day that I did need to travel. So I am going back to see my daughter. Her husband is going to be uh, out of town for two weeks, so she wants me to come help during those two weeks and then he returns and it's holidays and so um, my son Alex and my daughter will be Alex will be there and we'll have a family holiday so it's going to be really great but it means I'm gone for almost three weeks so I'm going to try to do the pre-tape but of course, and then when I'm there I'm going to do the shows from there so they, I will be back to the live shows and I will be doing the shows from there. So it's just this one that I'm traveling on that I'm going to try to do the pre-tape, but it may end up, I may not be able to do it. I'll give it a try. Any, in any case, I really encourage all of you to work on your own. I do have on my website, higherselfvoice.com, under podcasts or something like that, or under free downloads. I forget exactly what the tab is. You can get the amalgamation statement. If you have my books, I encourage you to read them. They are just chock full of information. The fifth dimensional information is not really, other than just in an appendix or here or there, it's not discussed. That I've really opened up on the show starting in January this year. I encourage you to go back and listen to those um, starting in January so you can get the foundation or the overall concept and understanding they are, they, it does kind of go, it adds to one another. So it is best to start at the beginning, but if something, if you look at the indexes and you say, oh boy, that really fascinates me, go ahead and listen to it. Because if you have questions from it, you'll go back and you'll listen to, well, I really think I need to understand this a little better. And you'll go back and listen to the other ones under your own motivation. So that's really what I'm encouraging. So do whatever you feel. Um, and and there will be, maybe my fourth book will be on this fifth dimensional information. I'm just not sure how it's going to play out. So <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, I hope for those Americans that, that celebrate Thanksgiving, I wish everybody the best for tomorrow. Uh, have a wonderful holiday. And I will be back next week with Paul. And just know that I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And I just appreciate the show so much. And I'm really glad I decided to continue it because there was part of me that was feeling some grief. I just felt the necessity, but but I found a way to continue the show and yet to open up the time that I need for myself. So it's all good. And with that, I am going to say goodbye and happy holidays. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.